Hey guys, my name is Sean Beatty, and this is my podcast. We're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting, so let's get into it. Hey, what's up guys? Uh, welcome back. I believe this is day 12 of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, and um, I want to talk about two things this morning that may aid you in your prayer journey right now. Hopefully... Um, your fast is going well. One of the things I want to remind you of as well is that um, you definitely want to, um, it's starting to become a habit, your fast, like you're you're getting into, um, it's becoming easier in a sense, and you may not feel the um, the pressure you felt early on. And it's really easy to stop praying, actually. Instead of replacing it with prayer, you just kind of go about your day. So a great example is if you're fasting, say, I know someone is fasting lunch every day, and he was going to spend that time praying. Well, when you're really hungry, it reminds you that, oh, I got to pray because I'm not having lunch today. But now you know, you're 12 days into the habit of not having lunch, and your body's adjusting to it. And you may forget to pray because you're just out doing stuff or you're about that. So I want to remind you to kind of remember, replace that thing that you're fasting with prayer during during this time. But the other thing I want to, want to talk to you about is practicing solitude. Um, that is a great practice. Um, I am doing this on uh, MLK Day. Um, I'm recording it on that day. It's day. You'll get this day 12, two days from now. And um, I'm trying to keep track of what days it is, too, so that I don't confuse you guys. I know I confused everyone early on. But Jesus, time and time again, you will find he would um, retreat. He would disappear. He'd get away from everyone and go be alone and pray. And um, that was a regular practice in his life. And I want to encourage you to find ways to do that. It doesn't mean you have to like go to the mountains and be away all day, although that is a great thing. Um, a couple times a year, I will schedule just going and being alone somewhere. That's why I took up backpacking. Um, I love backpacking because um, usually when I backpack with, with my um, trail buddy, we go at a different pace. I go a little faster. He goes a little slower. So I'm by myself. And then we meet up and we camp together. And if we're in trouble, we radio each other, whatever, that, that kind of thing, if I need to talk to someone. But I'm alone all day. And that is beautiful to be with God in nature and do all that. So doing that is great. You should schedule that um, every every now and then in your life. Um but you can get away on a regular weekly even. You can find places that just become a place where your family and your friends can't bother you, where you put your phone down, you're not going to look at a text, you're not going to you turn the buzzer off on your phone too so it doesn't even buzz. Turn your phone off if you have to, uh, if you can't control yourself, where you're, ju you're just in solitude. It's just you, and you can do it for uh, extended periods of time. I would encourage it. It's very healthy. It's good for your soul. Um, typically, the places the Lord speaks to me the loudest is when I'm practicing solitude. Okay? Um, and I, 
I do it daily. I've been doing it daily with my 21 days of prayer and fasting is I'm not going up to the mountains and being alone, but like I will work out, listen to a podcast, which is great. But then um, I will go into the sauna at the gym I work out at and I will just put on like instrumental music, some kind of meditation music. You guys know I play that creepy spa music (laughs) for you all the time. Um, And I'll just be alone. Like even though there's people in there, I close my eyes, I'm alone. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm not connecting with anyone. It's just me and the Lord. And um, it's how I get away. My my kids can't text me. My wife can't text me. No one, no one. Even though the room might be full, I'm alone. Um, so that that's a type of solitude. And um, there's all different types, but you, you've got to figure yours out. And for your schedule and your lifestyle... Um, but I definitely, I, this is why churches do retreats. We, we want you to get away. There's something healthy about that, about getting away from the rat race of our life and our, our, our routine. As, as beautiful as routine can be, getting away from it can also be a beautiful thing if you're focusing on God. Um, I've found, I've come back from many vacations not rested, even though I didn't do work stuff. But um, it was predicated on the amount of time I spent with God on those vacations. If I spent a lot of time in prayer, a lot of time taking walks, I could be alone. I could hear from God. I wasn't interacting with my family or texts. And mind you, I would interact with my family a lot, my friends, and do that on vacation. But if I had times where I could be with God on a regular basis while I was on vacation, I always came back rested. So this is why we have rhythms in our life, and you should create a rhythm of solitude where you can get away and just be with God. And that's a that's a beautiful part of how human beings are made, Okay. So that, that's, that's the first, that's solitude. But I want to read you a scripture and I want you to pray and kind of meditate on this scripture today. And it's James chapter 5, verses 13 through, oh, I'm going to read really to, um, to 18, okay? If you have your Bibles, you can pull it out and you can follow along. I recommend that. It helps. And you can kind of look at it and meditate on it and see what the Lord's saying to you. But it says, is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. If Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. I want to remind you, singing worship music is prayer. You are offering up praise. The, the more praise and adoration you give God in your prayers, the better. I, in my sermon yesterday, I, I told people you should start with 60% of your prayer being praise and, and adoration of God and work your way up to 80% of your prayer. You'll watch how much longer your prayer life is, how much more powerful your prayer life is. Um, and I'll tell you why it's more powerful when you spend time doing that. Okay, if any or any of you in trouble, he should praise. Anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call on the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil, right? So this is if you're if you're sick, you should call on your pastors and um, people that are further along in the faith with you to lay the hands on you to anoint you with oil to pray pray over that sickness. Um, we practice that here at Clovis Hills. It, it, if you need that, but keep going. 
Why should they do that? Let me explain to you. It says, pray, to, pray, pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. So the, one of the reasons they want you to go to the elders of your church is um, an elder is a, it's r- really, we would translate it as pastors of your church. It's the leaders of your church is the, James is assuming that they have been believers for longer time. They are um, people of faith. They have a great faith, right? And it says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. And then it says, if he has sinned, he'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. So there's power in confessing our sins to one another. Now, that requires a level of trust and, you know, you just don't bear your deepest, darkest sin to a stranger. But if it is a spiritual elder, someone, a pastor who you know is going to be confidential, there's a lot of power in that, going and being able to confess some of the those deep dark sins um and here's why it's it's the next next part of the verse verse 16 because it says this the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective the prayer of the righteous and and i think in the king james it says the prayer of the righteous availeth much and here here's here's what we know the Bible is really, it says in Psalms 37, 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. James, what we just read from, he talked about this beautiful, it's not even attention, it's a hand and glove kind of relationship to our faith and our works. And when you go to someone that's been following the Lord for a long time, there's been a lot of sanctification in their life. They know how to pray. They have a deep relationship with the Lord. They do have a better connection to the Father than you do. We can all go to him confidently because of Jesus, but that person is living a righteous life. And I get it. According to scripture, No one is righteous, and our righteousness is like filthy rags compared to that of Christ. But there's clear teaching here that when you go to people that are walking with God, and they've been walking for a long time with God, and have them pray for you, there's there's power in that, and there's more power than just you praying for it by yourself. This is why you need a local church. You need other believers. You maybe someone that's further along than someone else and they need you. And there are people in your local church that are further along than you are in your walk with God. And you need them. We need each other's faith. There's times where you are going to be completely lacking faith in a situation and you need someone who is full of faith to pray for you because it's going to be their faith that that really helps move the situation along, that God, God is going to speak to you because of their faith. God is going to move in you because of their faith. Um, my friend Connie, um, she's had cancer on and off her whole life, and she, she shared that concept with me. She said, you know, there were, there were times when I've been so sick and so weak, I wanted to die, but I knew I needed to hang around here for my granddaughter and I, that's why I call on you, Sean, because I am too weak and sick to have any faith. I want to die. I need you to have faith for me. 
That's a powerful thought. Um, and there are people out there that will, but this is why we need a local church because the, the prayer of the righteous person availeth much. And you need those people in your life. And they will spur you on. They will challenge you in your sin. You can challenge them in their sin. Um, and But that only happens in relationship and trust. When people really become a brother and sister to you in the Lord, um, then that kind of thing can happen. And I'll end with this story. Here's a, here's a great, great one. I have a uh, colleague of mine. He's a pastor. And um, he, he challenged me on a belief I had about the the scriptures. No one ever does that, but this guy loved me enough to at least say, hold on, what about this? You know, the Bible says this, the Bible says this. And in that process, we had a great discussion and he felt nervous because he didn't want me to feel disrespected, but he challenged me and it was beautiful and I, I received it and I appreciated it. Because um, I trust that guy. He's earned that authority in my life over the you know last four or five years that I've known him. And he was allowed to do that and I received it well. I didn't see it as like a, he was trying to like start an argument with me. It was like, no, hey, Sean, I love you. I want you to think about this though. That's a beautiful thing. And we need those people in our life. So as you pray today, maybe you ask God to reveal some of those people to you. Who is someone I can go to? that can be kind of a spiritual father, a spiritual mentor, who, who's, or, or maybe you need prayer from the elders in the church. Maybe you contact us and uh, we'll pray. We'll come to your house. We'll anoint you with oil. We'll, you know, we'll do it however. We'll do it on Sunday mornings, however it is. But remember this concept, and it's going to be in the sermon coming up this week because I'm going to be preaching out of James 5, is that the prayer of the righteous availeth much. So as you go through your day-to-day, ask God to put righteous people in your life and then also ask him to purify you. Confess your sins to him. Um, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. So dive into prayer. Love you guys. Talk to you tomorrow.